If you would, take your Bibles and turn with me to Romans 1. Romans 1, we'll begin verse 18 and read through 25 this morning. My name is Jared Manning. I have the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at Grace. And on this day, I have the privilege of opening God's Word with you and talking about what we celebrate this week, the idea of thankfulness and what it means that we give thanks. This holiday is often seen as some kind of patriotic celebration of the, the pilgrims coming over to America on the Mayflower and having this meal with Native Americans and they gave thanks. Um, and maybe that's what it kind of means to you, but what I want us to see this morning is that the giving of thanks is actually distinctly Christian and it is distinctly theological in its practice. And so as we look at Romans 1, um, we'll look at what it means that we as Christians give thanks. For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Since what can be known about God is evident among them, because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. They worshiped and served what has been created instead of the creator who is praised forever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, this morning we come to you and we give you thanks. God, we give you thanks that you looked on a people in sin, your enemies discontented, raging against the Holy One of Heaven, and in love and overwhelming grace, you sent your Son to bear your wrath for sin in our place. So God, as your people called out by your Spirit, we give thanks. We thank you for this word that you've given to us that teaches us how to worship you and how to walk in the Spirit, being conformed to the image of Jesus. We give thanks for this church family, brothers and sisters that you have placed in our lives to spur us on to love and good deeds, to walk with us in trials, 
to encourage us, to comfort us, to counsel us. We do all these things by your spirit for whom we are thankful that he has sealed us in Christ and he keeps us until the day that Christ returns to judge the living and the dead. God, make us grateful. Cause your praise and thanks to you to be on our lips. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I've read Romans 1 many times. I'm, I'm sure many of you have read through Romans 1 a, a few times. And right there in verse 21, as I was reading this week, that phrase, the sentence, caught me. For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Your translation may say, or give thanks. It's interesting that in the middle of this um, passage that Paul is talking about being poured out on sin and unrighteousness and on people who have traded God the creator for the creature, who have traded the truth of God for a lie, that right in the middle of that, he would kind of hinge the whole thing on this sentence, for though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or give thanks. I recently read a book called Practicing Thankfulness. Um, you'll see it on the screen. I highly recommend this. It's a small um, book on the idea of thankfulness for Christians by Sam Crabtree. It, it came out this last year. And throughout the book, Sam talks about the distinct um, Christian, Christianness, if I'm going to make up a word, because in theology we do that. Um, the distinct Christianness of thanksgiving, of giving thanks. And he says in this book, gratitude is what marks the distinction between believers and demons. Demons know theology. Demons can recite scripture. They know the claims of Christ and they know his identity. We see throughout the gospels, demons speaking to these people who are trying to cast them out. They say, we, we know Jesus and we know Paul, but who are you? We've never heard of you. Demons know the claims of Christ. They know who he is. And sooner or later, they will bend the knee in worship to the king of kings but they don't like him. Demons can praise him. They even fear him, James tells us. They tremble. They recognize his awesome power, but they take no pleasure in him. And they never give him thanks. In contrast, believers enjoy God, and we give him thanks. Trimper Longman writes, the real difference between a Christian and a non-Christian is that the former gives thanks to God. As Christians, we are thankful people. If you don't believe in the God of the Bible, if you don't 
worship Jesus as Lord, you don't really understand what thanksgiving is or to whom you're giving thanks. The world around us seems to think they understand what thanksgiving is. Maybe they only understand it as a holiday where they get together with family and they eat food, but if you're not a believer in Jesus, to whom are you thankful? You may say, well, I'm thankful for a friend or I'm thankful um, for my job. But ultimately, your friend is not responsible for themselves being in the world. Your job is not there unless the creator ordered and, and made this world as it is and created the, the systems by which we interact with one another and jobs are created. You don't have provision apart from Christ. You don't have breath apart from Christ. So the question of Thanksgiving we ask is, are we thankful and to whom are we thankful So a couple of things. We, we must give thanks. Number one, because we are Christians. But number two, um, because we are always recipients. And, and maybe this goes along with the fact that we are Christians. We are recipients of something. Acts 17, verse 25 says this. Neither is he served by human hands, being God, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives everyone life and breath and all things. He gives everyone life and breath. And then Paul's like, just so you know, or Luke, I'm sorry, Luke wrote the book of Acts. Um, just so you know, he gave you all things. Life and breath and all things. Everything that you have. We are recipients of everything we possess. We created none of it. God has given us everything. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7. For who makes you so superior? What do you have that you didn't receive? If in fact you did receive it. Why do you boast as if you hadn't received it? Everything we have, we have received. That includes the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. The death and resurrection of of Christ on our behalf. We have received salvation, but everything else that we have, we have received. So we must give thanks because we are always recipients. Sam Crabtree says this, gratitude is the divinely given spiritual ability to see grace and the corresponding desire to affirm it and its giver as good. Gratitude is the divinely given spiritual ability to see grace and the corresponding desire to affirm it and its giver as good. We must give thanks because we are always recipients of everything we have. We also must give thanks because God is good. Romans 8, 28 says this, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. God is good. Maybe as a child you learned the prayer, God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our amen.
It sort of rhymes, but I was always bugged that it didn't really. Um, God is not good. He is good. Um, God is great, and God is good. For his greatness, we praise him. For his goodness, we thank him. As we said earlier, demons tremble and they fear God's greatness, his awesome power. They understand who he is and what he's done. But for his goodness, they do not thank him. His greatness stands alone. He's great whether or not he displays that greatness through any actions we see him take. For his expansive power and wisdom, we humbly praise him. If God were great, awesome in power, mighty indeed, but not kind, he would be a monster. If God were all the things that we worship him for, yet he was not good, he would be a monster. As Al Mohler has put it, how grateful we are is the key to understanding what we really believe about God, what we really believe about ourselves, and what we really believe about the world we experience. How grateful we are is the key to understanding what we believe about God and our experience. How grateful are we? Since I read this book, I've been challenged in my daily life. How often do I find myself grumbling and complaining about my circumstances versus giving thanks to God for all he has given me? And sadly, it is, it is true many times that my grumbling and complaining outweigh my giving of thanks. And so I sound like the world. I sound like one who does not believe in God and does not trust Christ. May the giving of thanks be on our lips continually for all that God has done. We must give thanks because we're always recipients and because God is good, but we also must give thanks for all things and in all things. Ephesians 5.20 says this, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks for all things things. James 1, 17 tells us this, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Everything we have, we've received, and so we give God praise for all things. Now, I find that really hard in South Texas along the Gulf Coast when the sun begins to set, and these flying, blood-sucking Creatures decide to attack anything that is not covered. God, should I also give thanks for mosquitoes? I mean, you said for all things. Must I thank you for mosquitoes? Well, for all things. Must I thank you for roaches? The spawn of Satan...
And I find myself, when, when I think about the things I should be grateful for, going, okay, God intended these for a purpose. I'm sure he has a purpose for them. If I find out what that purpose is, then maybe I can give thanks. And God says, it is not for you to know the purpose of everything. You are just to give thanks. We often spend all of our time trying to reason and figure out God's purpose for things so that we can give thanks. But God has not called you to justify his goodness and his rightness about what he has created. He's just said, be thankful. For all things and in all things. And if we're honest, this is much more difficult. I can express thanks to God for all of the things that he's given me. But 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Many people talk about God's will as if it's like this nebulous thing that we need to be in the center of. If you've ever, if you've grown up in church, if you've been in Christian circles, you probably heard that phrase, be in the center of God's will. And often it's used in terms of finding the career path that you want or um, maybe where you're going to live for um, the rest of your life or, or, or this next step that you're going to take in your day-to-day -day life. Make sure that you're in the center of God's will. That's the only place that you'll be happy is in the center of God's will. And here in 1 Thessalonians, we learn exactly what God's will for us is to give thanks in everything. That is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, to give thanks in everything. This is much more difficult. Because as I look around this room, I know pain and hardships that have entered the lives of brothers and sisters in this room and giving thanks is the last thing that you feel like doing. What we want to do is cry out like David and like Job. Why? Why have these circumstances befallen me? Why has this hardship come to me? And God says, give thanks. Sam writes, ingratitude prejudges God before more of the story is revealed. God is not done. He never is. Ingratitude prejudges God before more of the story is revealed, and he is not done. He never is. He is always working. So we can give him thanks in all things because he's going to reveal the story. Someday we will get to see what he's done and what he's doing. 
But right now, we have a very narrow understanding of our circumstances. And he's called us to give thanks. James 1 verse 2 says this, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. This verse qualifies what he says later in James 1.17 that we read earlier. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Consider it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials. Every good and perfect gift is from above. What? So you're telling me that the good and perfect gift that James is writing about is trials? Yes. The good and perfect gift is the trial that brings you closer to Jesus, that makes you more like Christ. We give thanks for all things, and we give thanks in all things. And this is easy to say, it's harder to believe. And it's harder to live out. So this morning, together as a church body, as we've gathered here in this room, I want us to take the opportunity to give thanks to God. There are two microphones down here on either side of the room. And I want us to spend some time this morning practicing thankfulness. Maybe you are thankful to God for what he's doing in your life in ways that he's growing you, ways that he has provided for you. Maybe it's something that you want to thank God for that he's doing in your family, in your kids, in your parents. Maybe it's something that he's doing in this church in ways that God has used this fellowship of believers to encourage you to spur you on to love and good deeds. What I'm going to ask is, as we do this, be considerate of others, um, that, that we wouldn't have really long monologues. Um, we, we want to allow brothers and sisters to come and share and give thanks to God. And so consider how much time um, you're taking as we consider one another. Um, but I'm going to open the floor. I'm going to step down from here and... And as you feel led, come up and let's offer God thanks for who he is and what he's done. I'm sure as all of you uh, are thankful about thankful about very many things, uh, I am certainly thankful about very many things. And um, uh, but since Pamela's not here, and I don't run the risk of embarrassing her, I will say that I, 
it is it's an honor it's an honor as a husband to serve a wife whose virtues I would not have time to extol today and uh, so I'm thankful for her Uh, good morning. Uh, my name is Clint Rupley. I've been a member here at Grace for, I think, 12 years now. Um, uh, I am very thankful for um, a lot of things that, that have come here with Grace, but uh, I'll keep it short so I give other people opportunities. But thankful for the relationships and the people um, here and just how the Lord has used um, those relationships and those people to help me to grow. Um, in my walk with the Lord. Very thankful for that. Um, just a lot of change has come um, in me, be, me being here. Um, it's affected me in all ways in my life, my, 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 my marriage, uh, the way I parent my kids, um, how I treat those around me um, at work. Um, so I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Thank you. I'm short. Um, Jen Roberts and um, God, there's a million things I'm thankful for, but um, I had written out what I was thankful for, and then I've changed my mind what I'm going to say. So, <laughs> but um, I'm very thankful for a lot of you that I've been able to study the Bible with, uh, spend time with. Um, I come from a very small family, like blood family. Uh, I'm an only child. My dad's an only child. Um, my daughter's an only child, at least with me. Um, but many of you have shown me through your love for Jesus and uh, just your love for me and my daughter that 
Christ family is huge and knows no boundaries. And so I'm thankful for all of you and for those of you that um, point me to Christ and remind me that the reason we look to him is for his glory. I figured if a couple of people could come up and talk, and they've only been here a couple of times, I could come up and talk since this is our first service here. I'm very thankful for God's provision, and I'm thankful to be back home. My wife and I uh, have been gone for over 20 years, and we said we would never move back home. But we're back home, and we are so thankful to be back home because God's provision is here, and our family is here. So... um, Thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to be able to uh, say thanks. Hi, I'm Ricky Allen, and um, like many of you, so many things to be thankful for, just an overwhelming list. But um, the last nine weeks, um, a few of us have been meeting on Thursday mornings and studying, listening to sermons um, by Bragg Bigney about idolatry and um, just kind of mining down and thinking about all the things that we hold higher than the Lord and worship um, more often. And it's been extremely humbling and um, just unsettling in so many ways. But I'm just thankful that God has been showing me um, areas that need um, a work and attention and um, at the same time just elevating and highlighting the gospel and how um, much we have to be in his grace and forgiveness and the fact that he loves us so much um, no matter how we respond to that gift. And so I just... Um, wanted to share that I'm so thankful for what God is teaching me through that study.
if my wife can get up here, which is Ricky, then I guess I can do it as well. I'm a bit of an introvert, but uh, so um, a few things that I'm thankful for um, that I introduced myself, Wayne Allen. Um, so first, our, our pastors. I think we have uh, awesome pastors who serve us well here, and uh, just very thankful for them. And also uh, the friendships that I've made here at the church um, through my D group and, and other areas. Um, I think that's just having brothers in Christ to uh, get to know better and to, to just love on and, and be loved by is, is awesome. Um, I'm also thankful for God's perfect timing. Um, we were, see, uh, the eight years or so in, in Dubai uh, and uh, started an adoption process. And um, in the end, it was about a four-year process, and that's why we're back here now. Um, God bless us with uh, an awesome little daughter, and she's back in the nursery now. And um, anyways, just his perfect timing, and uh, just praise him for adoption as well.
think this will go best if I don't look at any of you. Um, <laughs> um, relationships here have completely... No, I looked at you. Oh, man, now it's really going. <laughs> um, have really just um, changed my life completely. Um, the way or- God has orchestrated each relationship with y'all, I can look around this room and point to a relationship who has strengthened my marriage, that God has used to strengthen my marriage. I can point to one that has strengthened me as a mother, who has strengthened and encouraged me in kindness, who has encouraged me in my relationship with my in-laws, you know, I there is so much kindness that I have found from the Lord that he has blessed me with through relationships with all of you fine people. And so I'm just really thankful for each and every relationship that God has put in my life. And y'all are like all here and one is in the back that I'm like specifically for, thankful for. So thank y'all for your... Um, willingness to accept me and to be in my life and my kids' lives and just thank you so much. I'm Caitlin Burns, and my husband and I recently joined. Um, we we attend sometimes virtually, um, but we are very thankful to be here in person. Um, I won't go t- into much detail, but like many have said, the last few years of um, Brad and I's life have have been uh, full of trials, and uh, some that are huge blessings, and uh, some that have been. I guess surprising in not the best ways. Um, they've been very hard. Um, we were blessed with a, a beautiful daughter who's a heart warrior and uh, spent a very long time in, in the hospital and a very rocky start to her life and very thankful that um, God taught us in a very real way that he was with us, um, that he is faithful to us, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we get what we want. Um, although we are thankful that he 
is the sustainer of life um, and has given us more time with our, our daughter and she's doing well and if you saw her she has so much energy you wouldn't know that there's ever been anything <laughs> wrong with her um, but he continues to sustain her and um, and I guess what I've learned even with the ongoing trials that keep coming our way in various areas that um, that he is faithful even when my heart is not and he gives us it's uh, very true that his mercies are new every morning and we have seen that refreshment of mercies every morning um, when we thought we didn't have anything else left um, in us he was our strength um, so I'm very thankful for those lessons learned I'm thankful that we have a beautiful daughter we have a beautiful son now too um, but that uh, his faithfulness has been with us every step of the way. that we could keep going um, for hours and talking about all that we're thankful to God for, I would encourage you this week um, to consider how much we're allowing grumbling and complaining to cross our lips versus expressing our thanks to God for all that he's done. Um, I'm thankful for each and every one of you, all of those who shared this morning, many of you who did it. the indelible mark that God has made on my life through the people in this church um, is far beyond anything I could have ever imagined when uh, I moved back to Lake Jackson. Like you said earlier, I never planned to come back here. <laughs> and uh, and when, when Brian McKenzie, the previous teaching pastor here, asked me if I would be interested in coming back here, I was like, no. Um, no, I'm really not. Um, but the city of entrapment, as we like to call it, <laughs> brings you back. Um, and uh, so here I am. And God has done great things. And uh, I cannot imagine my life without this church family um, and my wife meeting her here, um, of all places, she being from Chicago. And. Um, and we met here and got married, and I'm thankful for our son as well. And uh, wants to stand together and let's pray. Um, and we're going to continue to worship God through song. God, we thank you that you are great and that you are good, and that it is your kindness that leads us to repentance. It is your faithfulness that sustains us. You remain faithful when we are faithless. God, we give you thanks and praise. In our pain, in our trials, 
you remain kind and compassionate and you give of yourself to us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.